Amen. Add this lesson by the, uh, the youth. Church, say amen. amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Let's thank the Lord for our youth. Our youth pastor, Pastor Clefo, our youth assistant directors. Amen. Dan Spencer and in his absence, Tony Tyler and uh, all of the youth workers. Will you stand? We want to applaud you for your hard work. Amen. Thank you so much. Praise the name of Jesus. Steve Jones and all the rest. Thank you. Turning your Bibles to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. And we do thank God from whom all blessings flow. God is good. Now, I say, verse 1, that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But verse 2 is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. This morning, I want to challenge your hearts around the subject, growing up but not going back. Growing up but not going back. As we study the Word of God, it's imperative that we pay attention to the writing of the Holy Spirit, the book, the chapter, the people being addressed, uh, the problem, the purpose, the parameters. Don't open the Bible creating your own context. Let the Bible come to you. Let the Bible be the Bible. Don't inject things into the text that the text is not telling you to inject. Do I have a witness? Don't come with a pre-planned, systematic way of approaching the Bible that's not biblical. It won't fit and it won't work. By God's design, children are to naturally grow into adulthood. Adulthood is the mental, emotional, physical, psychological processes that we grow through typically to be prepared and to perform in life. And there's not one of us in these areas of preparation that have stumbled at some juncture in these processes. Not one. That is, these processes, once matured within us, helps us to deal with life's difficulties, life's defeats, and even our own, get this now, dysfunctions. Whoever we are uh, and whenever we are not growing, we are regressing. We are going back. Um, when, when we tend to regress, we revisit the ruins of our past. 
to ignore and to negate where God has brought us from and to go back to a time of ignorance and inactivity in God. I'm constantly reminded of where the Lord brought me from. I would be lying to say that I've passed every test. I'd be lying to say I did well in every area. I'd be lying to say that things in my past did not preempt and prevent me in my present. There's been some stumbling along the way. And one of my problems with victims, and victims become victims when they decide to lie and not disclose what's really happening. One of the problems with victims is they always have to have somebody else to blame for their stuff. drunk and hit my mother. Your father and mother have been dead 65 years. How long are you going to use these excuses to stay the way you are? Do, do I have a witness up in the house? Je- Jesus said in John 5 to the man, do you want to be healed? The man had never asked Jesus. He never answered Jesus. He said, well, you know, every time I go down to get the water, you know, the angels... They trouble the water. Every time I go to get in the water, somebody else jumps in before me. Well, if that's the case, move your little towel and umbrella down to the water. Show some initiative so when the water starts troubling, you can get in. Don't, don't just sit back, keep making excuses about your, your past, your pain, and your problems. I'm preaching up in this place. Take on this. And just use the personal pronoun, these are my problems. Not yours, not the churches, not the pastors, these are my problems. And by the grace of God, the Lord's going to work them out. Do I have a witness? It's getting tied up in here already. Look at it, look at this. That uh, When we look at this text, Lord have mercy, there is a temptation to go back. To go back, to go back, to revisit things that were in our ruins, my God, today. That, that is, the text begins to handle the subject of legalism. Legalism is a plaguing where law and grace is mixed. It deals with circumcision, Acts chapter 15. That in order to be saved, you got to be circumcised. They're always adding something to the equation. And, and the way we do it today, if you want to be saved, you got to throw away your cigarettes. If you want to be saved, you got to stop all that drinking. If you want to be saved, you got to stop cussing. If you want to be saved, you got to do this, you got to do that. We always want to add to what God said. Do I have a witness? No, we are saved by grace alone. We're saved by grace through faith and nothing else. Can I get a witness? It's the Holy Spirit's job to come in and to play the traffic cop. It's his job to help us progress and grow in grace. Can I get a witness? 
That that is that legal legalists 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 they have an outward show of righteousness, but not an inward standard. The word hypocrite in the Greek means actor. They're acting something out they're not. That when you begin to look at legalistic people, they have a piousness about themselves. They have pride. They, amen, they always want to project that they're fine. We're not fine. We're messed up. We're sinners saved by grace. We're raggedy. We're no good. We were hell bound. Do I have a witness? And 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 so legal legalistic people have rules and regulations that are connected to their flesh to make them look more spiritual. Yeah, that's all it does. It makes them look more spiritual. And and, and Jesus dealt with this in Matthew chapter twenty three. Don't turn when he said, "Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees!" I call it the woe chapter. He said, "On the outside, you guys look clean." You're wearing these nice white robes. You get your your nails done three times a week. Uh, your sandals are clean. Your feet are clean. But on the inside, you're full of dead man's bones. Do I have a witness? That 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 it's the blind leading the blind. It's 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 a legalistic piousness. But legalism is us taking grace and trying to add to it. The law. Now, we ought to pay attention. Now, 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 follow these P's. We ought to pay attention to the principles of the law. But we don't practice the law. Ain't nothing in the Bible telling you to practice the law. God didn't tell you to go back to Deuteronomy 26. <laughs> to the Mosaic, Palestinian, Divinic Covenant. God didn't ask you to do that. Do I have a witness? Uh... The fact of the matter is, is that we got to pay attention to what God says, and we have to understand that what was plaguing this church at Galatia were Judaizers, false prophets, who decided to secretly come in and add on to grace. Grace is unfavored, unmerited. Grace is not, amen, something that we can uh, get through works. It's grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Now, one of the problems in the church, I'm going to do this as expeditiously as possible, is that we don't understand the Word of God. So we start teaching and we start gravitating to doctrines that are demonic. You're eating at too many tables. When you understand that all Scripture, 66 books, is for our information, but all Scripture is not for our participation. Do, do I have a witness? Yeah, and, 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 and so the 39 books in the Old Testament was to God's peop, earthly people, the Jews. It was their history and, 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 and things of that nature that they participated in. And when you get to Acts 2, the church age starts. That's where we are. 
and we are born again, blood washed, blood bought, regenerated, and justified by faith alone in Jesus. Jesus stopped everything else, amen, and made himself, come on now, the standard for salvation. You can't add and you can't take away. So, 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 so as I look at like Ephesians chapter 1, that when you understand scripture, when I, when I see Ephesians chapter 1, I see all these doctrines in chapter 1, and it deals with the work of the Godhead, meaning there is three per- persons, all God, the all same essence, manifesting themselves in three different persons, that when, when I see things like the doctrine of election, the doctrine of election is not for you to know, it's for you to know that it's of God. It's not for you to figure it out. Well, I got a problem with election. Well, I, I, I guess so. It was never God's will for you to, amen, to totally understand this. Jacob I loved and Esau I hated before they were born. While they were still in their mother's womb. Election is God's business because he's eternal. He doesn't make decisions as he goes along. Ah, he always was. He, he is in the past making decisions for the future without having the people he's making decisions for have anything to do with it. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all get this on the way home. So we were elected in him before the foundation of the world. For his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people, limited atonement, from their sins. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so, So predestination is giving us a destination before we were even born, before the world was made. God elected us, he predestinated us, he adopted us, he redeemed us. He made us witnesses before you was even born. It's not our job to walk around figuring out who's elected. That ain't none of your business. What God wants you to do is evangelize everybody. And those that have been previously elected are now enlightened. Then they are enlisted. I'm preaching up in this place. Into the family of God. I was talking this morning about, you know, my oldest brother, he was a gang leader. Now, I grew up in South Philly, we had two bedrooms. That's it, six kids, two bedrooms. You figure that one out. We had bunk beds. We all prayed the same way. We had to go to church every Sunday. We had chores. We were, we were all raised with the same values. He broke away, joined gangs, and later on, he came back with tears and gave his life to Christ. So God had elected him before the foundation of the world, but God allowed him to go out and get mixed up in a whole bunch of mess. Are are y'all getting this? I preach hard every Sunday. Some of y'all, you don't know what mess is. At least you claim not to know what mess is. But I'm going to keep preaching because some of y'all look familiar. I've seen you in the hotels. I've seen you in the clubs. I, I don't forget a face. 
in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Fact, fact of the matter is, all of a sudden, listen to this, after he got enlightened and was led to Christ, he started going to our men's retreat. He's on the steps of South Philly reading his Bible, 7 o'clock in the morning, tears coming down his eyes. He joined the usher board, joined, went back to the church and, and start tithing 10%. Not that you have to do that to be saved, but it'd be, it'd be nice if some of us would do that. He was serving. He wasn't sitting. But he was still struggling. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. He was still struggling with stuff. Baggage he had in the world. Y'all ain't praying with me. Election leads to enlightenment. If you've been elected, it's only a matter of time before you're going to open up your eyes and see who Jesus is. Can I get a witness? My sheep hear my voice and they follow me and I know them by name and some of y'all come in late you come in late it's not how you start out it's how you end up can, can I get a witness up in the house it's not how you start out don't look at the prodigal son it's how you end up he came to his senses Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I still don't know how I'm pastoring. I've had people from the world, people from Philly say, how in the world did you become a pastor? I don't know. Jesus. Can, can I get a witness up in here? Just as wild as the day is long. Cuss you out in a heartbeat. I didn't use no college language in the streets. Get the out of my face. Are y'all getting this picture? But God! And you know what? I don't have to put no fronts on for you. Because you're not my judge. You're not my jury. I've been born again. I've been bloodwashed. I've been blood bought, born again, named, written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I really don't care what you think. I know in whom I believe, and I know that he's able to keep you from falling. And he gives you a Holy Ghost boldness. Yeah. Boldness to stand. To stand, to stand, to stand. In the name of Jesus. I don't care what social organization, sorority, fraternity you belong to, and most of them that we know are built on Christian values. We're fine with that. But that stuff can't replace Jesus. Something's wrong with that picture, Doc. Jesus is Lord. And when you understand what the Bible says in Psalm 110, don't turn, the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, Jehovah, said to my Lord, Adonai, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Check it out. This uh, mingling with these different doctrines. If you're not careful, your spiritual confidence will be in danger. 
your continuance will be limited. Yeah, your commitment will fall apart if Jesus is not in the right place. Can I get a witness? That, that, that we used this hyperbole last week in chapter 3. Oh foolish Galatians, who has cast a spell on you? And we said that Christians cannot be possessed by demons. The stronger man, the Holy Spirit, put out the strong man. Satan. Go home and read Job 1. Satan got to have permission to even approach you. Are y'all praying with me? That, that, that child of God, when you begin to look at this thing of a spell and a whammy and roots and, and all these highways and legalism and mixing of law and grace, we keep going back. God never asked you to practice the Old Testament. Never asked you to do that. Pay attention to the principles now. Ten commandments are still his word. But you and I, now, now, now we're going to get deep. We can't live the Ten Commandments out because the flesh nature won't let us. Thou shall not murder. Thou shall not lie. Thou shall not steal. Every commandment is sitting at the door of your flesh and your flesh is saying, I ain't doing it. There's a rebellion within us and the Holy Spirit comes along and he enables us. In time, progressive sanctification, to keep the word of God. Do I have a witness? And it's not your strength, it's not your fortitude, it's not you seeing yourself as this great Christian. Ain't nothing great about you. You are dirty, no good sinner saved by grace. You you were hell bound. And by the way, well, I didn't do all that past the did. That doesn't mean anything. The Bible says all you had to do was break one rule and you was in hell. If you kept 99 and broke one, you was in hell. So I'm in hell burning because I broke 99, and you're right next to me burning because you broke one. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't getting this. Because only Jesus can step in and forgive them all. Only Jesus can wash away our sins. Only Jesus can forgive us of everything we've ever done. We are justified by faith alone. Do I have a witness? Now I'm going to make this quick, fast, and hurry. Paul identifies four, air, four, four, four attacks on our growth, our growth, our growth. God wants you to grow. First Peter 2, 1 says, uh, 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 desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. He wants us to grow. He wants us to grow. He wants us. He wants us. He wants us. He wants us. He wants to grow. And, and, and look, and what, and what God, the Holy Spirit, when he shines the spotlight on me, he's not shining the spotlight on me to tell me about Sister Gordon. He's not shining the spotlight on me to tell me about my kids. He's shining the spotlight on me to tell me about me. You are handicapped. You have a stunted growth. Something happened in your life where you cannot fully become mature in this area. So I'm going to come alongside of you, paraclete, and I'm going to help you grow in that area. Y'all ain't getting this. Can I get a witness? Check, check it out. Check it out. We, we're going to get out of here. We're going to get out of here. 
we're going to get out of here. Uh, you know, we're going to get out of here. Praise the name of Jesus. Uh, so in chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, real quick, we see a growing in form, but not in fact. Just, just a perception. Paul uses this metaphor of child, of a child. Look what he says. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. The context is servant versus sonship. What Paul is teaching is, let's say I'm J. Paul Getty, I got billions of dollars. My children must grow up under a tutor who's going to discipline and treat them with disciplines for life. They can't pull the airship until I, as the father, tell them to. I create the timeline. Today, a child is adult, I guess, when he turns 18, 17, whatever. But I create the timeline. When the, when, when the prodigal son came to his father in Luke 15 and said, give me what belongs to me, the father could have said no because the timeline had not yet emerged. He was asking for his stuff up front. And the father gave it to him. And then trouble beat him up and he came back broke, but he came back repentant. Can I get a witness? Hanging there with pastor. Look, look, look what it says, but he's under tutors and governors until the time appointed by and of the father. Even so we, now, now, you know, I love my millennials and I, I, I love y'all. Y'all great, great people. And they are. All right, they are. I don't like rap music. You ain't going to make me like rap music. You can sit up here all day. I don't like it. I like them oldies from the 60s that love music. That's what I like. You ain't changing that. And some of that was ungodly. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Some of that, some of that, some of the words were ungodly, but I like, I just like the music. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. I stand accused of loving you, even though it's wrong. You belong to somebody else. Come on, you know what I was saying that thing, didn't he? That that is that if I decide to play pinochle and my and my grandma, I went to my grandmother and grandfather's house years ago when I came home on leave from the military, and I thought I had a corner on them. They had red, blue, white chips there. That's how they kept score. And I came in and said, "Man, these old people don't know how to play no pinochle," and they rubbed my head because <laughs> they was from down south. You know, what I mean, Big Wiss and pinochle was part of the growing up thing. You understand what I'm trying to say? The fact of the matter is, is that. Amen. When we look at this matter of under tutors and governors until the time appointed by the Father, even so we, when we were children, verse 3, were in bondage under the elements of the world. In other words, Paul is using this as an example to say when God, amen, was dealing with us as servants, he used the law 
to tutor us, to bring us to a point of education so we could receive Christ. So when you pull up the law from Deuteronomy 26, you're just as backwards as the days long. Nothing in there. Jesus said, search the scriptures, they speak of me. Everything in the Bible points at Jesus. He is, he's the end of all rules. In the beginning, John says, and there's no beginning to eternity. The eternality of God implies he was already pre-existent. Before it was, he was the wasness of was. In the beginning, which is a contradiction of the Greek language, there's no beginning to uh, eternity. In the be- if there was, in the beginning was already the word. And the word was with God, preposition with, denotes equality. And the word was God, denotes deity. He was already in the beginning with God and was God. And all things were made by him. And nothing was made unless he made it. Can I get a witness? He's the life, he's the light, he's the lamb, he's the ladder. All roads lead to Jesus. Don't come telling me about some Hebrew name, Luai and Chuai and Bow Wow. And you can take that and go to hell with that. Because it's false. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. To the glory of God. Tell Joseph, the stepfather, that the babe's name will be Jesus. Y'all ain't getting this. See, that's what got Zacharias in trouble. Because in the first century, boys born were named after the father. The, the angel came to Elizabeth and said, oh no, his name ain't going to be Zacharias. His name going to be John. Y'all ain't getting this. Can't God change your uh, uh, direction? Colossians 2.18 tells us, don't turn. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy with empty deceits, empty words, heresies, knowledge, speculations. You gotta be a fool to let somebody look at your hand and tell you how long you're gonna live. And you don't have drinks in your hand, drugs in your hand, you don't you don't stole from folk. Now they're gonna look at your hand and use it as a discerner. Are you out of your mind? Well, I'm gonna root you, Raymond Gordon. Well, I'm going to hell anyway. Well, what, what, what is the root gonna do? And you, you fall from Louisiana, because that's where that stuff started. And South Kakilaki, and North Kakilaki, and Florida, and all of them. Well, I saw this stuff work. Listen, in the name of Jesus, can't happen. Either you a liar, God's a liar, and God ain't a liar. God said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Can I get a witness? Mm-hmm. Witch, warlock, Jezebel, 
whatever. No, it ain't working. Because I got God on the inside. And when you understand that you belong to him, when his spirit witness with your spirit that you are a child of the king, nothing can come in and take over. Do I have a witness? Oh, this thing is tight up in here. That, that is, they had form but no fact. Secondly, uh, verse 6 to 7, uh, they're uh, uh, growing in favor but not in feelings. Now your feelings are going to get you in trouble. Let's talk about feelings. Oh, Lord. You make me feel like a natural woman. See, and that's what we got to be careful of with the social media. All kind of messages are coming through TV, through phones, through computers, and the people of God have to be very careful what to take in and what not to take in. Can I get a witness? Damnable heresies are coming through. Do I have a witness? Yeah, it's tight. It's tight. It's tight. That is, that is, that, that, that he, he, he goes on to say, uh, chapter four, hang in there with me. Look at verse six and seven real quick. We had to get out of here. He says, and because ye are sons, sons, God have sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying, Abba, Aramaic word of endearment for daddy. Daddy. When my kids need something, they say, daddy. (sighs) They don't say Pastor Gordon. (laughs) Daddy. Not daddy Grease. He's still in the grave waiting. Daddy. Hmm. I was kidding. My son went down. He says, no, Daddy. He said, listen, uh, my son be 28. He said, Dad, I'm grown. You can't do that. I said, you grown? He said, yeah. I said, you're not grown because you don't own nothing. When you grown, you own. When you don't own nothing, you ain't grown. Can I get a witness? If you don't own nothing, don't tell your parents you grown. Or get out of that basement. In the name of Jesus. When you get your own, then you're grown. That'll preach, won't it? Won't that preach? <laughs> I, just, I left home in 17, so I can, I can kid with you. They had too many rules up in there, plus the military was after me. I had to go. Curfew on the house. Curfew on the refrigerator. Oh, you couldn't go on my mother's refrigerator all times of night. They ain't play that. Wasn't no McDonald's and... Genos and all that out, you know. If, if you didn't like what was for dinner, you weren't hungry. You just went to bed without eating. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? In the name of Jesus. That, that is, child of God, when we look at this, I love reminding y'all the 50s and the 60s. This is good stuff. Y'all got it made in the shade and don't know it. Can I get a witness? Your parents let you sit up there in their conversations and won't smack your head off? Can I get a witness? I love preaching this stuff. Amen. Everybody got a remote control. We had one TV with a hanger sticking out. Three, six, and ten. Three channels. And when we argued, the TV went off. Isn't that right? Heckle and Jekyll on Saturday morning. Sky King. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? 
Lord have mercy. And there was nothing fleshly on there. Miss you looked at gun smoking kitty. But 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 child of God, child of God, child of God, look what he's saying. We are inundated with the gods of money, the gods of lust, the gods of pride, the gods of pleasure, the gods of getting high. We are inundated with this stuff, young people. There's an overabundance of satanic material coming your way. It's tight. If you ain't happy, happily married, somebody else, go get something else. It's available. Commitments are down. Church is out. Can I get a witness? We, we, we are being shaped and formed by making ourselves deity. Me, myself, and I. I don't care about your values. I don't care about what you got to say. I, this is my life. We are in that type of society where there's a falling away from truth, a falling away from church, a falling away from the word. We're in it. We're in it. And look, 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 look what Paul says. I gotta, I gotta move. He says, ah, verse four, God sent forth his son. Now, now stop. This denotes that Jesus was pre-existent. That Jesus, listen, not only was he pre-existent, but for God to send forth his son, there's a distinction between God the Father and God the Son. Every cult in ism, and we're going to start putting them in the bulletin, I'm going to explain them to you. Every cult in ism is built and predicated on what you got to say about Jesus. So Mormonism, they got a great choir. But they're going to hell. Because they don't believe that Jesus is God. He's an emanating angel. He's Michael the archangel. He's the brother of Satan. Lucifer. So, so when you look at these cults, when you look at Scientology, I ain't worrying about nobody here being getting into Scientology because you got to have money to get into that. That's them folk in Hollywood. <laughs> you got to pay dues in that. Y'all don't time like it is. You ain't getting in that. But, but, but the fact of the matter is, listen, uh, and, and, and then Jehovah's Witnesses, Isaiah 43, we are witnesses of Jehovah. You don't understand. They're nice people. Come to your door, the green and blue books, and then when you out-sling the ones at your door, don't let them in, then they go get their leader. If you out-sling him, they got problems. We'll be back. They don't believe Jesus is God. So everything can be answered on the deity of Christ. What say ye about Jesus? Are y'all getting this? That, 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 that what Paul is saying is uh, God sent his son made of a woman. His humanity made of a woman means he became human. John 1.14, and the word of God indwelt, Lord have mercy, inhabited human form. He was made of a woman, made under the law to redeem us 
from the curse of the law that we might have adoption of sons. So how are you going to keep bringing the law up to justify your faith? When Jesus was sent to put away the law, Lord have mercy, the purpose of the law was to frustrate you. Paul says it in Romans 7, the purpose of the law, there's six laws in Romans 6 and 7 and 8. Six laws in Romans 6, 7 and 8. And one of the law of Moses could not disengage the law of the flesh. In other words, the law of the flesh wouldn't allow me to live the law of Moses out. Y'all, y'all ain't getting it. You, you need to come to Bible study. Can I get a witness? The law of the mind was constantly reminding me that I couldn't keep the law of Moses. With, with my, with, 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 with my will, I wanted to serve God, but in my flesh, something else is breaking out. I keep being reminded of my fleshly desires. Do I have a witness? This, this thing is so tight, it's frightening. And he says, wherefore you are no more a servant but a son. It's your sonship. It's you being a daughter of God that won't allow Satan to get to you. It's you being a son and a daughter, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, blood-washed, blood-bought, born again, that won't allow the devil to touch you. Can I get a witness? And if you knew how much power you had... You don't even know how much power you had because you ain't studied the word. If you understood the power of the word, can I get a witness? God said, uh, whatever you bind on earth has already, in the Greek, been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven. So I can get on my knees and say, Satan, amen, loose my children in the name of Jesus. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. I got power. I got power against the powers of darkness. Do I do I have a witness? I got power against yeah, all the stuff of Satan. Uh, yeah, he 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 can come in and he can cause havoc. Can I get a witness? But through the power of the Holy Spirit, I can speak to that spirit in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I'm a child of the king. I am a royal priesthood. Stop, pause, and part. Because you won't come to court. You don't know this. A prophet takes a message from God to the people. A priest takes a message from the people to God. So as a royal priesthood, I can fall before God. Can I get a witness? On behalf of somebody else. Can I get a witness? On behalf of myself, I have the right to be in God's presence. I have the power to be in God's presence. Because I got sonship with God. I'm going to get out your way. I'm going to get out your way. This ain't entertainment. This is enlightenment. Can I get a witness? Entertainment will get you in trouble. I've been, I've been crucified with Christ. I've been baptized in Christ. I've been indwelt by Christ. 
I've been placed in the body. I got the Holy Spirit placed in me. Do I have a witness? Paul, Paul is talking about, amen, a favor and not just feelings. I don't feel saved. Ain't nothing in, in the salvation make you feel saved. Better leave them feelings alone. Can I get a witness? I don't always feel loved. Don't mean I ain't loved. Are oh, we getting quiet up in here? Huh? That, that is, child of God, when you look at what Paul is saying in this chapter, and we come back, we're going to do the allegory next week. Uh, that, that is, we, we see the re, listen, we see the regression in verses 8 to 11. A growing in falsehood and not in function. Now, pay attention to pastor. Look at verse 8. We're going to close. How be it then when we knew God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather, this is the only time in Scripture that Paul corrects himself while writing inspired texts. He says, you know what? No, no, no. Let me, let me take a second notion at this. We don't know God. God knows us. <laughs> and because God knows us, Lord have mercy. Because God knows us, verse 9, and we are known of God, how do you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? Uh, we keep going back to bondage. Don't we go back to bondage? We keep going back to bondage. I'm free. Whom the Son of made free is free indeed. I'm free. I'm free in Christ. I don't have to obey your rules and regulations. I don't have to meet your standards. That says that I'm spiritual. I just got to stay in fellowship with my Lord and do what he's asking me to do. Can I get a witness? I, I don't need no initiations. I don't need to keep no regulations. I, I got everything ends with Jesus. Can I get a witness? And child, and child of God, he, 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 he talks about the horrors and the regressions and, and the going back. And some of us here can't grow because we keep going back. To our history and to our hurts. We can't get out of the history. We can't get out of the hurts. We keep going back. I want to be loved, but I'm incapable of loving. Hmm. I want to be intimate, but I'm incapable of intimacy. Come to the marriage council. I want to be happy, whatever that means. but I'm struggling with how I handle life. This is why the church has got to be careful. You look at TV of two people that don't even know each other, and they act out as if they are intimately involved, and they're in love with each other. There are no arguments. They accept each other. They're compassionate with each other. They're close with each other. The house is without flaw, and you are dumb enough 
to try to transfer that to real life. What the TV don't have on your screen is that there are two sin natures that are trying to come together. Do I have a witness? This thing is tight. Marriage is beautiful. Mar- marriage is a companionship. Because marriage is work. People say, well, pastor, don't say nothing that would have singles think that something's wrong. No, I'm telling the truth. Marriage is what you make it. But you got to be disclosed. You got to speak truth. You can't come with these legalistic views about relationships. Well, I must have the wrong one. Well, you had the wrong one 30 years ago. That's your problem. The fact of the matter is, when two people come together in Christ, it's work. It's overtime. We don't agree on everything. We're going to go back and forth about things. The children are going to look at us like a tennis match. Do I have a witness? And then they go on to college saying, I ain't fooling with that. <laughs> Can I get a witness? That's life. The one thing you and I got to do is be honest with ourselves. If you're honest with yourself, the whole atmosphere change. But you got to be honest with yourself. I was messed up before I got married. Not I, me, but you. I was messed up before I joined St. Matthew's. Our hell just went higher when you joined. I was messed up before pastor preached that sermon. You got to take onus. Look what Paul does in closing. Paul gives us a hint of something and we're closing here. From verses 12 on and it's in, oh God, it's in verse 15 that Paul gives us an insight as to what his thorn in the flesh may have been in 2 Corinthians 12. Some theologians believe he had eye trouble. He had to carry Luke with him to write. He had to carry people with him to read because he had eye trouble. And the beating thorn in the flesh is that God allowed Satan to continuously beat him what kind of love is that, that God would allow the prince of demons to beat his pastor? You know why God allows some strange things in your life? To take you deeper in him. You're not in enough deep water to really learn how to swim. Do I have a witness? When the Lord allows hell to break out in your life, you in deep water, then you call for the lifeguard. And the lifeguard name is Jesus. Do I have a witness? This thing is tight. So Paul said, Lord, I went to you three times to move this. And the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient. Because the more you hurt, the more I'm glorified. The more, the more you have a need, the better you see me as your sufficiency. I'm preaching up in this place now. 
This thing is so deep, it's frightening. You know how we learned to swim? When I was in South Philly, went to the uh, YWCA on Christian Street. This is how they teach you how to swim. I, we went up there as a group, a whole bunch of us. The guys threw me in 12 feet of water and sat on the side and laughed. And I, <laughs> my nephew Raheem, my dad was working with the Boy Scouts up in the mountains. This is a true story. They put him in class with a blackboard and told him how to swim. Gave him all the motions. Took him in a canoe, 30 feet, 35 feet out, and threw him all out of the canoe. Said, now swim back. Sometimes that's the best way to learn how to swim. You don't need 10 swimming lessons. Do this. Sometimes it's better just to put your backside in deep water. Amen. Hang in there. Now don't do this. Don't practice this. You ain't blaming this on me. But sometimes, metaphorically, it's better to put you in some deep water. And you cry out for Jesus. And Jesus pulls you in. And let's say you know that he's able. Isn't he able? He's able. We don't need legalizers. We don't need liars. We need people who are liberated enough to tell the truth. Until I met Jesus, my life was a mess. Do I have a witness? The Lord brought me from a mighty long way. The Lord turned my life around. The Lord took this mess out of my life and put me on a street called Straight. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, came against me, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should come against me, and this I will not fear. One thing I've desired of the Lord, that I may dwell, here it is, in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. Child of God, you'll get this on the way home. God wants to deal with you. Not your husband, your wife. He wants to deal with you. If he straightens you out, somebody else will be straightened out. If he saves you, somebody else will get saved. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching up in this place. Child of God, you don't mix anything with Jesus. Jesus is Jesus alone. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Is every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you know you need to be saved, Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. He's God alone. He saves. He redeems. He will change your life progressively. If you want to give your life to Christ, just raise your hand. Believe in I see your hands. Thank you. If your hands are raised, come on up. Jesus wants to save you. Praise the name of Jesus. He wants to save you. He wants to... Come on, darling. Come on, darling. That's right. Don't wait. They all might be going to hell. You come, baby. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Glad to have you, darling. Glad to have you. Stand right here. Turn around. Is there another? You want to give your life to Christ? Believe in he died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Come on up right now. You want to join the church on your Christian experience? Come on up right now. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Glad to have you, darling. Is there another? Come on. 
Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. If I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? If you're not sure if you're saved, if, if you don't know if you're saved, just step out. You must be born again. Or if you don't have a church home, we're not perfect, but come and join our church. You'll learn, you'll grow. Is there another? Pastor loves you. Come on. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. I'm so happy. Years ago, when I sat with the elders to get buses, never forget this. And those buses cost almost 300000 apiece. I said, praise Jesus. Come on. Praise Jesus. Thank you, darling. I said, we will not buy buses for Dorney Park Wildwood trips. If we get buses, we're going to use it to evangelize areas where people can come to church and get saved. They said, amen, pastor. Look what Jesus is doing. Are y'all getting this? That was vision. Look what Jesus is doing. Praise the Lord. These people from Atlantic City, Philly. Come on now. New York. Praise Jesus. If you want to be saved, just step on out. Come on. We'd love to have you. Come on, step on out. Don't be ashamed. Jesus said, you'd be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Step on out. You want to be saved? You saved, brother? I was saved yesterday. Good. You saved? You saved, brother? Amen. Yeah. You saved, brother? Four years ago. Four years ago. Good. You saved, brother? Yes. You saved? If you guys not saved, come on, step out. You saved, brother? You saved, man? All right. Praise the Lord. Saved? I'm from the streets, man, so I got you. You saved? You need to be saved. Come on out. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else over here? Praise the name of Jesus. We love you. Can y'all move on down this way? Come on. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. Jesus is pleased. Jesus is pleased. Amen. Jesus. All right. Jesus is pleased. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Is there another? Is there another? All right. Pastor's happy. Let me tell you why I'm happy. I'm going to give you scripture. Over one sinner, heaven is shouting. Over one sinner coming to Christ, heaven is shouting. Because hell has decreased and heaven has increased. Can you follow the ministers, please? Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. Hallelujah. Amen. uh, Make sure you get the email addresses, please. Cleve? Yeah. So if I got to do a mass tweet of everybody going to heaven, I'll have them. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Father, bless the food that's been prepared for the class, the classes, the instructors, and, and our bus people. We pray for every home here, Lord God. Help us to sell out for Jesus. Whatever we don't willingly give up, God's going to let it be taken anyhow. Help us to give it to Christ. 
Bless us with your choices, benediction. In Jesus' name, amen. Sequia, come on up here so you can shake your hand, baby. Come on. Come on, baby. The basketball player. Come on, baby. And, and, and Marcus Jr., come on up here. You can ready to leave.